from the Ticats Audio Network. This is Ticats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Monday, December the 5th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. Really do appreciate it. Louis Butko here with you. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows for you on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, We'll be here all December uh, because I was told that's what we have to do. So uh, we're going to be here uh, bringing you all the news. And hopefully there's a lot because there hasn't been much uh, lately. Uh, But we will bring you all the news that happens between now uh, right up until uh, the beginning of the year. And then uh, we'll we'll see what happens come January. Very excited to find out. But uh, thanks for joining us now. Uh, again, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can check back uh, throughout the week for brand new episodes of this show, Tie Cats Today. Uh, as mentioned, not much going on around the Tie Cats, but uh, that's not stopping the rest of the league from uh, going about their business. As the Ottawa Red Blacks continue to add to their coaching staff today, they named Baron Miles the team's defensive coordinator for the upcoming season. Uh, He was the defensive backs coach and defensive coordinator for Bishop's Gators in uh, 2022. And before that, he worked, uh, spent two years with the Montreal Alouettes alongside new Red Blacks offensive coordinator, Kari Jones, who of course, uh, Kari Jones joined the Alouettes this weekend as offensive coordinator. Kari Jones last spending time with the Ticats in a front office role. So uh, that's what's going around, going on around the rest of the league. Uh, I can also let you know that the Alouettes have signed Almondo Sewell to a, a new two-year deal that was announced on Friday. So uh, that's what's going on around the rest of the league. To find out what's going on with the Ticats, very pleased to be joined by Assistant General Manager and uh, Director of Player Personnel, Spencer Zimmerman and uh, Spencer, obviously uh, not the way you wanted this year to go, not the way you wanted it to end, but uh, how do you stop and take everything in when uh, a year ends like that and uh, you got to turn your attention to what's next? Yeah, obviously a disappointing end of the season. I mean, you heard uh, O and a lot of the players kind of recap, um, you know, just the overall disappointment and, uh, and frustration, but, you know, also outline uh, some of the positive things, you know, that, that were accomplished. Um, so we try to take a little bit of that momentum, but at the same time, um, really use this time early in the off season to, uh, to debrief. Um, that's, that's with our players. That's with our support staff, uh, the coaching staff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of that process as well. Debriefing uh, with O and Drew and Ed and, um, you know, really trying to understand, uh, you know, the things that didn't work for us and, uh, and just, you know, and also the things that did work well for us and, uh, and try to parlay that to, uh, really rolling out a, a comprehensive offseason plan, you know, that, that starts with, you know, the staffing, um, and, and also kind of works its way through the player personnel. And then, um, you know, the coaches will obviously put together, um, more of their thoughts on, on how we're going to look different next season from a schematic perspective. Now, again, talking to, to the guys, you know, locker cleanup day and, and the coaches, and the, the one message I kept hearing was was how proud they were of how everybody stuck together, how it was a team, nobody turned on each other. What, what's, what was the key to that success? Because, you know, obviously we're talking about the season not going the way you wanted to. There were stretches where – you could have thrown your shoulders up and thought maybe something, you know, it'd be okay if these guys didn't get along, but that never happened. What was the key to that, that success of being able to stay cohesive as one unit? 
Right. Yeah, I'll say there's two pieces to it. I mean, the first piece is pretty evident. It's uh, it's the players, right? I think the players, you know, made a decision after that uh, 12-game turn to uh, – and, and it's not like we reinvented the wheel or did anything different. I think they just made a decision that, uh, you know, they, it was going to take a little bit more. It was going to take, uh, you know, some more, uh, some more meeting time. It was going to uh, take some more one-on-one time with, with themselves in terms of their preparation. And, and ultimately, uh, you know, they, you know, they decided that uh, we were going to finish and we were really going to finish those um, toughly contested down to the wire, you know, last second, games that I'm sure, uh, you know, gave fans uh, a little bit of heart palpitations like it did myself, but really ultimately, uh, you know, they decided they were going to finish and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we couldn't finish against Montreal in that East semi. And, and really the second thing, um, which, which people in this building um, wouldn't be too shocked with is uh, it's our head coach and president of football ops, right? It's, it's, Oh, um, you know, his demeanor, um, his, uh, his vision uh, really didn't waver. Right. And I think uh, when you have that type of calming presence, when you have that sense of belief, uh, it is contagious. And, and I thought it, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of infected everyone in the building that much more. Um, and, uh, you know, and ultimately, yeah, we played some good football, but uh, but we came up short, you know, quite short. So it's something we're focusing on this offseason. Now you, you're you're finishing up your your first year in your third stint with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. First in the role that you currently have as assistant GM and director of player personnel. What did you learn about yourself when it came to this past season? What 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 are you going to remember this year you know, about what you took away from it? Yeah, I think uh, to be honest with you, I think that process is still ongoing. Um, so I could give you some some cliche answers, but. Uh, but I think, you know, the way that, that I've looked at it and the way that we've looked at it comprehensively is our season did end abruptly, uh, well short of, of our goal and, and where we expected it. And so we're going to spend, you know, as much of this time um, not missing anything, right? And part of that is the debrief process, getting feedback from everyone else. And part of that is continuing to uh, to review the season, right? Whether it's game by game, whether it's in thirds, whether it's, uh, you know, some of the decisions we made in the off season. So, so I want to give you all these uh, really good answers. I, I don't have them right now in the sense of that that process is still ongoing and, and, and there's a lot to uncover because uh, it's not how we envision the season going. How do you unpack a season? I mean, t- typically, what, 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 how do you evaluate? Like you say, it could be game by game. It could be player by player. How, how do you big picture evaluate the, the year that you had, especially you know, the way it ended? Sure. I think uh, I think the first part is it's it's emotionless, right? Like I think uh, I think the first part is the evaluation process uh, starts internally, right? Like that's kind of what we always ask the players to do is to kind of reflect, self-reflect on themselves and be aware of um, maybe things that, that first worked well for them, but, but things that they're going to need to and, and focus on and, and try to grow with bring it into the next season. But I think that starts with, with us as well. You know, you reflect on, you know, your role and, and, and how that some of the decisions that you were a part of uh, some of the, uh, some of the day-to-day work that you were doing, whether it was, uh, you know, productive and, and how you envisioned it um, playing out, right. In terms of helping the team uh, win football games. So it starts internally and then, uh, and then it starts in a group, right? We have a group together assembled, especially on the football ops side and, and the coaching and support staff. So, um, you know, we bring our ideas and, and thoughts together. And, and again, 
be brutally honest and transparent with each other on some of the uh, you know the decisions that we made and 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 ultimately the the whole purpose of it is to come together with a with a comprehensive plan not not completely differentiating from some of the things we did last year but, but really building on them with the with the shortcomings that we did have this year now turning your attention to 2023 uh, how do you now approach the situation uh, we you know we, the cfl released its list of free agents and obviously yeah uh, a ton of names on there but there's a lot of pieces uh that are still going to be here in 2023 regardless of how free agency shakes out so how do you now turn the page once you've done that evaluation what what does the next few weeks what do the next few days look like for you sure um so obviously, and, and uh, you know, not an excuse by any means, but obviously with the season ending uh, shorter last year, uh, we do have more time, right? So uh, we're going to take advantage of that commodity because it is the most important commodity is having the time to to first debrief our season, which uh, we're really in the midst of. And like I said, it's it's been quite comprehensive um, with all the coaches and support staff and and the players also being a part of that. Um, and then the sex, the second layer is. Um, yeah, it's looking looking around the league. Obviously, like I think, free agency is is definitely something that's um, you know, that's an Im- important part in the CFL calendar. I think it's a way you can en- it's it's one of the avenues you can enrich your roster. I think right now we're at the point where we're really internally uh, looking at our roster, um, looking at some of the core players, and also looking at some of the emerging players. I think that last game of the season um, against Ottawa, you know, gave us. A, uh, a really clear viewpoint of some of the depth we have on the team, how they factor into the team next year. And, and ultimately the most important pieces is, is how we can get them better, right? I think player development is a, is a huge core pillar to what we believe around here, you know, investing in some of a, you know, for lack of a better word, homegrown talent, right? People who have come in here, come up through the system. You know, obviously Kyle Wilson was was one of the players that, you know, chose to uh, to be back with us and committed to us for two years. So right now we're at that process where, yeah, we are really focusing on our roster because that's where the calendar permits it. Um, we're obviously, you know, heavily focused on, on um, preparing for the draft, preparing for, uh, you know, trying to recruit and bring in some of the players we protect on our neg list. So that's a, that's a constant, you know, 365, 24, seven proposition. And then um, ultimately, yeah, getting ready for free agency to see, you know, what players might fit us if they choose to, uh, you know, to test the free agent market, which is unknown at this point. There, there is a level of patience that comes with with this job, isn't there? I, I mean, like you say, waiting out. You know, you talk about negless guys being able to bring guys in. I'm sure some guys who are out of contract might be looking at other options uh, at the end of this year. So, how how do you balance that that patience, that waiting game of of wanting a guy back, but but you know, understanding that they have their their free agent rights? Sure. Yeah, I think. Um... This may sound like an oxymoron, but I think you need to be like vigilantly patient, right? Where you're, you know, you're actively trying to, um, you know, predict and, and more importantly, plan for multiple scenarios coming out, right? Um, you know, starting with our own players, you know, who are players that, um, you know, ultimately we feel that, uh, you know, we could resign, that that they want to be back, that we think it's a great fit to be back. But then there's that process of going through a contract, you know, that makes sense for both parties. So there's some patience to it because I think uh, I think thought's important, right, for on both sides to, to really think, th- think things through in such a – it's a long season – 
and the off season can sometimes, um, you know, be rushed at times. So, yeah, I think you got to be patient, but at the same time, there's so many different things you can do. Like you alluded to the draft, the necklace that your, your mind's kind of split up. So I think it's more important to be, uh, just to really have a a comprehensive plan, um, you know, and, and our staff having been able to focus on different areas of those operations allows us to, uh, to kind of focus our resources uh, evenly. So to that point uh, between the Vanier cup last weekend in London uh, between college football and the playoffs and, and, and bowl games coming up, how much college football have you watched the last uh, month and a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, more than probably my wife would like, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's awesome. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, we obviously like to watch the tape, but, uh, but, you know, anyone would be lying if they're not a fan. They don't want to, you know, watch the uh, the TSN broadcast of, um, you know, any, you know, national championship game or, uh, excuse me, conference championship game right now, soon to be national championship game. And then obviously it's uh, it's bowl season. So, um, you know, early in my career, um, I used to kind of cut my teeth going down to the bowl games, um, which I love doing. You know, I have a lot of memories going to the Boca Raton Bowl and, and the Miami Bowl and the Beef O'Brady Bowl. So um, I love bowl season. I think it's, uh, you know, there's definitely just like playing for a conference championship. You know, we, we saw the MAC championship last week and, um, you know, transitioning to the U sports, um, you know, obviously uh, on our staff, you know, Drew really uh, does spearhead, uh, you know, the Canadian side in terms of um, especially up in Canada, visiting a lot of the schools. And um, but uh, but, yeah, I have a lot of great memories going to the Yates Cup and um, and going to the Mitchell Bowl. Um, so so definitely got to watch a, an exciting venue game as well. Last couple weeks. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, Salaval Rouge or lift the Vanier Cup uh, again. Uh, they tend to do that uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you mentioned uh, obviously the, the collaboration between you and Drew and and Ed. What, what have you taken away working with a guy like Kirby? Obviously, you know you've been in this league a long time. He's been in this league a long time. It that that front office, from what I've led to believe, is a very collaborative effort. What have you taken away from working a guy like working with a guy like Ed, Coach O again, uh, getting to work with him? What what have you taken away from that? Yeah, um, Ed has uh, tremendous expertise uh, in the role. You know, he was a, a championship general manager. Um, he is, uh, I think he has great perception on uh, on where the team's at and, and also, um, you know, provides great insight in, uh, into how he can see the team being enriched and um, really ultimately kind of raising the water of our, our sustained excellence, right? I think... Uh, I think we talked about kind of how the season, um, you know, kind of split up into really uh, thirds, but also really the back third for us was was a more successful part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, Ed, Ed provides great insight into, uh, you know, for us being able to, to kind of replicate that for all thirds, um, you know, what some things that that come up in the offseason. I think it's uh, yeah, he's just a, a really uh, tremendous resource and partner um, that I enjoy working with. Uh, we hadn't worked with each other before and um, it's, it's really been awesome. And, and ultimately I think it's going to culminate to uh, to success in the future. Well said Spencer, I know you're a busy man. Uh, lots going on behind the scenes within the organization. Uh, thanks so much for making the time and uh, happy holidays to you and the family. Yeah. Happy holidays, Louis. Thanks for having me on. And my thanks to Ty Cats assistant GM and director of player personnel, Spencer Zimmerman for joining me 
on today's show. That'll do it for us today. Make sure to check back later this week for a brand new episode of Ticats Today. And like and subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Uh, like I said, we're back later this week. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Louis Bucko. Hope you have a great day. Ticats Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.